But maybe ghosts were messing with your computer. <laughs> See how that works? Yeah, themed. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go back and listen to our past episodes. We would love if you did that. Going to thewatchlistpod.com. And don't forget to engage with us on your social media. At symbol thewatchlistpod. At symbol pirate Alice. At symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. We would love that. We, we deserve that. No, I We do. Yeah, we totally do. We're we're fun and entertaining, damn it. We are. We're the best. So how was your sister's visit? It was lovely. I always enjoy having her come visit me with the kids. Two of the kids, just two of them. Ah, okay. They went to see tw- 21 Pilots is who they oh, went yeah. to see. All my heathens, take it slow. Yeah, love Okay, that. yeah, that one. Yeah, they saw 21 <laughs> Pilots. Um, at the United Center. They came in the town just for that? Yeah. That's cool. The kids like them. Sam and Nick like them. So, yeah. I. Well, because her daughter just looks so put out sitting on the couch in that one picture. And, and, I, and I loved it. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was so teenage angsty. Yeah. And she's not quite a teenager yet. She's a preteen. Uh, yeah, Violet, uh, she was annoyed that her brother was playing the video game and not like, and just being a jerk about it, kind of. Uh, well, and- shout out to your sister's family then. That's <laughs> yes. cool. Yeah. Well, well, David and I had fun breaking down Halloween. It sounded like it. Two so, hours worth. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. <laughs> That's what happens when you get two geeks together. But anyway, if anybody wants to, and we might mention it a little bit on this show, but if you really want to take a deep dive into the new Halloween Kills movie, uh, log on to thewatchlistpod.com and find our last episode where David and I break it down. Anyway. So, yeah, it's our Halloween show. Is this our second annual Halloween Uh show? possibly did we do a halloween show last year we did i had some fun sound effects yeah hey I re- cool i oh, remember that's pulling right. did. that's right you did yes. so welcome everybody to our second annual halloween episode Ooh. please we need a sponsor okay <laughs> um but before we get into halloweeny stuff mm-hmm. i kept a promise to you and then we also just happen to watch the exact same thing. So, and it's brand spanking new. Yeah. So we're recording this on Friday, as everybody knows, as we do. And we both watched the new Dune. We did. On the HBO Max. Indeed. I think it is also at theaters for those who wish to go see it at the theater. It is. So the way we came about it, you know, Laura got home. She was, she was brain dead from work. And she has to go to, she has a hard sleep time of 10 p.m. because she has to get up so fucking early. Okay. And, and my, my poor baby. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, well, what do you want to watch? And, you know, if you have a significant other, whoever that significant other is, you can always tell that they don't want to watch the same shit that you always put on. Yeah. 
So I'm thumbing through all of the damn subscriptions that we have. Mm. All of them. Fuck, we have a lot of them. Anyway. Yeah. And came across, and and she was like, well, Dune opens tomorrow, right? And so I logged on to the HBO Max, and it debuted on Thursday night. It did. They did it just for my birthday. They did. And happy mm-hmm. belated birthday, by the way. Well, thank you, sir. Yay. Yeah. So, um, so we were like, well, fuck it. Let's just do it. Because we're always best when we just jump into shit. Okay. And we don't sit there for five seconds. But first I want to say, so she comes home from work. She's dead tired. She has a hard stop to go to bed. Yeah. And Dune is the thing. That somebody who's dead tired is willing to watch, and that Dune is two and a half hours long. Ah, I see where you're going with this, <laughs> and I don't argue the logic. But one, Laura is so extremely well read, it's not even funny. So she's actually read Dune. She has actually read Dune. All now of it them is been... or just the main one. She said she stopped uh, with the sixth book. Okay. So I have not read any of the Dunes. Neither have I. I want um, to, but it seems like a very daunting series or even just the first book to start because, damn, that's a huge book. But but one, she's very literary. So she wanted to see okay. it from a literary standpoint. And two, okay. it just looked amazing. Well, and also if she's already read it, um, she can follow it very easily. Well, she, she knows what's happening. I'm just thinking of the people who've never read Dune, who've never seen any version of anything. Mm. This movie will be very hard to, I feel it could, could be very hard to follow. And Okay, so I had seen, my only experience with Dune was the 1984 uh, movie. Sting, Kyle MacLachlan. Yes, Sean Young, Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart, you know, the whole gang, right? In this cheese yeah. fest of a, of a movie. Yeah. That I contend was before its time. I think that David Lynch was trying to make Dune before he actually should have. Just given the scope of special effects, just given the acceptability of a movie that is over two hours long, you know, blah, 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 all of it. So that was my only experience. And I just so happened. Do you, do you catch this online thing on YouTube called uh, everything wrong with? I haven't really gotten into much YouTube stuff, Ah. but I can look for it. Well, everything wrong with is a very hysterical and they started out under like five minutes this this one dude picks apart movies and tv shows and he used to do it under like five minutes or six minutes and then it expanded to however many minutes he needs to make fun of something okay and sometimes he's extremely nitpicky but sometimes he's fucking hysterical okay and i just happened to watch the one for dune for that first dune for the first dune for the Sting Dune? Is for the Sting Dune. Okay. Right. Sting Dune. <laughs> sting Dune. Okay. So I was kind of primed to watch the new Oh, okay. Dune. So cool. we just hit play. Nice. What did you think of it? I've been wanting to see it because it looked like it was going to be really awesome. Mm. And I've seen that 
Sting Dune and the Sci-Fi Channel's miniseries that really is what where you get the scope of the full story of Dune. Because oh, really, it is yeah. so massive of a story oh, with so yeah. much happening. Even a two-hour movie, you're you're cramming shit in because you gotta explain that whole world and who's who and what's happening and why this stuff's happening to even get anywhere within the story. Because, mm. I, I mean, I, I, Dwight hasn't seen Dune that I know of. I don't think he's seen any of the Dunes. And I know he hasn't read the books. So I'm kind of narrating and talking through it, helping him <laughs> understand things. But I feel like he was bored out of his mind and completely lost. And <laughs> for me, I was really expecting more story, more fullerness of getting further into it all than they did. And when it ended, I was like, well, I am horrifically let down because I know that's like half the book. Where's the rest? And as I Google at the time I was Googling it, they hadn't even greenlit a part two yet and he hasn't even written it. And I'm like, so the soonest we're going to get the rest of this is probably 2023. All right, not to be all mansplaining or anything like that. But you're going to mansplain, so. I'm not okay. going to mansplain something. I'm just going <laughs> to ask you a question, and it's going to sound really fucking condescending, and I'm and I'm sorry, it's not meant to be that way. Mm -hmm. But did you not notice the title card that said Dune Part 1? I No, I didn't. I didn't see ah, that at all. okay, because that was the first thing I noticed. Okay. And after watching Zack Snyder's Justice League, where he actually breaks the movie down into different parts mm -hmm. because his cut is so long, although it's one complete movie. I was expecting like part two to be the second half of the movie. Ah, okay. So jumping into Dune part one, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, here we are. And I'll tell you what, that movie fucking flew for me. I don't I don't know about you. Oh, it went by very fast. And that's why I was like, wait a minute, where's there's more? What what where's the rest? And that's when I started Googling. I totally missed that title card. If I had seen it, I would have been yeah. less disappointed. But for those who don't know that this is not the full dune. Yeah. Beware. Just know that you're not getting it and that you're gonna have to watch the next movie. Which and you, uh, I oh, think I'm sorry. on Twitter they've nearly already said yes, it's going to happen. But at, when I was looking up, they hadn't officially given it the official. It's going to happen. Well, I hope it happens. Uh, <laughs> it better but, happen because I mean, come on, you're really suffering, Aryan people. And I completely forgot about the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries Dune. Mm -hmm. And I and I was looking at Laura like, you know, this is the kind of thing that should be a fucking miniseries. And I and I was saying that stupidly because <laughs> now you can mansplain to me, well, Bill, there actually was a miniseries and it was on the sci-fi channel years ago. Yeah, and I feel like that is the from what I know, that's like the most well done of the portrayals of the Dune, Dune story. Mm. Cause you have all the time to get all that stuff in and you know, move forward as well as tell the backstory. Well, watching this movie, and, and again, people, this two and a half hours fucking flew by for us. It really Before, did. It really did. 
before we knew it and before B and Chewy started yapping to go outside, an hour had already gone by. Like, what? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, we paused it because, uh, well, I had to pee and Dwight was had to call somebody. Um, and I realized there was only half an hour left. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. There's only half an hour left. And look at where we are. I'm like, there's no way we're going to get anything in the half an hour. That's that's there's no way they could do that. And that's what I was and, like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but now and, and in reading all of this. You know, after we watched the movie and trying to figure all of this out and and you had texted me saying, are you watching Dune? And we had a, mm-hmm. a little text message exchange. You know, I was Googling it, especially toward the end of the movie. And like you said, there is no part two on the on the works. And I and I was surprised, like, well, yeah. why the fuck wouldn't they just film part two while they're doing part one? And then like next year, release part two while the iron is still hot. Yeah. Dennis Villanueva's excuse was it, it was too daunting of a task to do both of them at the same time. He wanted to focus on just part one and then come back fresh-eyed and do part two. Okay. All right, fine. I get it. Academy Award winning or Academy Award at least nominated director. I get Mm -hmm. it. Fine. Is he Academy Award? I don't know. know. Anyway, let's 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 throw some respect on that anyway. Um, he's a he's a baller director. But at the same time, I kept thinking about the poor bastards who paid $15 a person to go see this in a movie theater. Yeah. Now, now I don't know about your sound bar and subwoofer, but motherfucker, did that, the sound in this movie is amazing. Yes. But it, my only issue was when it was loud, it was fucking loud it was loud and i had to turn it down and then i couldn't hear them talk so i had to turn it back up and then it's loud and then i gotta turn it back down because i'm like oh my god i'm gonna die i scared yeah. chewy oh man our sub i'm well, surprised that my dog didn't go nuts oh my god well and we have two subwoofers mm. in addition to subwoofers built into the front speakers of our surround okay and there's one shot in particular or one segment where they are really pounding the subwoofer. And I'm like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. And poor Chewy <laughs> is shaking. Aww, and Laura's Chewy. like, can we turn it down? You know, of course we can turn it down. But like you said, <laughs> the dialogue was really soft and the sound effects were really fucking loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept Boy. and I tried to fix the sound format. Same oh. thing happened, you know, because I can okay. rifle through different sound formats. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought to do that. I just turn it down, turn it up, turn it down. Turn oh, my God. <laughs> so that was annoying as shit. Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I liked it. I just, I was, at the end, I was not satisfied because I know there's more. And I read that Zendaya was only on set for four days. <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of Zendaya, you want to see her in this because... All the trailers, like, it looks like she's a major player in this one. She is not. She, she is ain't. like a little spoiler, tiny cameo, yeah. like, towards the end. Yeah, spoiler. She is not in this movie. Well, but really. she is. She's she in it, but she's in like part way two. Right. Yeah, she would be most, you know, you would see all of her in part two, but part one, she's like got 
20 minutes tops maybe tops like yeah. tops and and another thing too so we refer to sting dune yeah sting dune they cut out <laughs> sting's character from this interpretation so there thank is no you. fade thank you i was wondering like wait a minute where's the the kyle mclaughlin sting fight well, that's we don't happen, uh, right? But uh, I'm I'm assuming that it will be between him and Dave Bautista. Uh, yeah, that's what I started thinking. Maybe that's the the sting you know, dude. Yeah. But I I enjoyed this. I mean, like I said, it flew by. The special effects are great. I only actually did a why the fuck did that happen moment once in the movie. Okay. And spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear this, jump ahead like 30 seconds, okay? Five, four, three, two, one. When they're in that hallway, and it's him and Jason Momoa, uh-huh. and they're all in that hallway, and then the bad guys are coming, Jason Momoa sacrifices himself, uh-huh. and then they shut this door, but then all of a sudden, there's this escape hatch in the back. Why couldn't they just go through the escape hatch? And not sacrifice Gal Gal Drago, you know? So that was my only thing. Aquaman should have have lived. It wouldn't have fulfilled uh, Muad'Dib's dream. I guess. (laughs) But, eh, okay. His prophetic dream. And and, And I didn't have a problem when I watched the 1984 version following it. There are a ton I of names. Did. I had I was completely lost and very confused. And I and I guess because the first time I saw Dune it was on TV. And I, I thought my brother dragged me to the theater because he had just read the book and mm. he wanted to see what I thought. And I was I didn't know what was going on. All I remembered was people had blue eyes and Sting was not a nice person. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people went to go see Sting Dune is because of Sting. <laughs> that's all I re- and Kyle McLaughlin. That's all I remember. But at the time I didn't really know I didn't really know Kyle McLaughlin until Twin Peaks. Oh, which is a but, great show. Season one was phenomenal anyway. Yes. Anyway, moving on. But but Dune, if you have HBO Max and you have a lot if you have a deep degree of patience, watch Dune. Part one, I it's sort of a bait and switch because they make it seem like in the trailers that this is all of Dune. It it did. It really did. To me, I thought it was. And it ain't. So whether you're in my camp and noticed it at the beginning or you're in Patty's camp and didn't notice it, the end result is the same. You want more and we're going to have to wait fucking years for it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I was and I was reading a review saying, well, we hope people still care when part two comes out. Exactly. Because, you know, although it is yeah. already a monster hit and it was released like a couple of weeks ago overseas. In some yeah, markets. yeah, it's been out for a bit overseas. Yeah. So I would say if you're a total Dune fanatic, then yes, watch this because you and no, you're not getting the full thing so that because you'll probably appreciate it. Yeah. And if you have a sound system, it'll give your sound system a beautiful workout. I think this is going to get nominated for sound effects and all that other sort mm. of jazz. I just yeah. wish the mix were better so that the dialogue was on par with the stuff. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
But anyway, good, worth a watch if you're Mm -hmm. down with just watching part one. Yeah. So I kept a promise to you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I watched the CBS American remake. I watched the pilot of Ghosts. All right. And I and I was telling you off air, like like we're on air or off, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like off internet. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> off I, recording. Whatever, I don't know. Off recording. <laughs> I purposely didn't want to watch the British version because I okay. only wanted to see how CBS and an American crew would cover this. So I wanted to like it on its own terms and not be biased. Mm, okay. Because I did that with like Call Me Cat, even though Call Me Cat is a shit show. You know. Yeah, yeah. Whether I've seen the original British um, Miranda, which is what Call Me Cat is based on, or just only saw Call Me Cat, um, yeah, that was a shit, shit, shit show. Shit show. Yes. But I have to say, I liked Ghosts. Then never watch the UK version. Okay. So why do you not like the American version besides the fact that it's not the British version? Well, there's just certain things in the British version that work because it's in the UK. Like the 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 plague victims, the plague pit in the basement by the giant boiler heater uh that makes sense to me the the diseased people in the basement in that one like who are they supposed to be and then the i pers- i feel the racist portrayal of the native american guy who is a ghost on the american one mm. what is that all about why is that even happening mm. cuz you have to have american ghosts you can't have the british ghosts like you do and I feel like the entire cast of even the ghosts, they all feel way too young. The British version has young people, old people. Um, yeah. I mean, they range in age. They're not all the same, like 20 something, 30 something group of ghosts mm-hmm. just from different eras. Right. And that- you got the old lady ghost who's like totally pious because she's from that that time. And then you've got the the British war general guy. And then there's the, the poet from back in those poet ages. And then there's the caveman guy. <laughs> Cause he's, is this in the British time. version? This is all in the British version. Yes. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, well, wait, cause yeah. I, I got confused. I thought, we were yes, yes. Cause version. no. And then the American one, you got the Viking guy is replacing the caveman guy. Cause there weren't cavemen in North America back in the day. You know, and then that what that bike weird 50s leather jacket guy that's decapitated, what is he supposed to be? I know who he's supposed to be from the British one, but huh? And I just, I don't know, there's just so much, and that house is not nearly as run down as it should be Mm. in my head. And the British one, it is this old estate that is so broken down and torn apart and has needs like an an ass load of work and they flipped it to where the guy is the one saying, no, we don't want to live here. And the girl is the one all excited about it. And they've made her way too HGTV ish, way too HGTV ish. 
And I'm not just saying that from a British to U.S. version. I'm just saying that in, she's such a stereotype of a white girl in America. Which, well, they 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 don't say it that way, but they do actually name drop HGTV. They that, do. They name drop pilot. HGTV in the pilot. And it just gets worse the next couple of episodes because I made Dwight sit through a couple. And then I made him sit through some of the UK ones and say, see, see how, why the UK one is better? So, just, the UK one just feels more realistic to me mm. along the line of the characters and, you know, the, the husband wife who are looking at this giant property they've just inherited thinking we can make this work. And then you realize that the husband who thinks he's some great fixer is just inept. <laughs> so inept. Oh my God. He is so dumb, but it's fun. That was funnier to me to watch than this whining, nagging husband to the woman who's so excited about this venture. They're going to go on. So I, I didn't want to like it. Okay. And I didn't want to like it partly in bias toward your opinion. Mm, okay. And also partly mine, because whenever you try to translate something to a different audience, like I hope they never fucking make an American squid game. And, oh God. But there no, are talks about don't. it. But oh, please. It, oh no, don't, don't even, you know, I I don't like how certain things translate. Or was it money heist? I think they're going to do a different. Or is Korea no, going to do Korea a money heist? Korea is going to do a money heist. Okay, that I reserve judgment on. But yeah, you know, I I don't want to like things that I know are lifted from some other source. Yeah, but I gotta say, what I found charming were the quick little comedic edits that they did like i i think you're right i think that the mishmash of ghosts except for the basement people who you only see when they actually turn on the lights downstairs yeah. when he's trying to fix the boilers that's totally funny i think it's i think it's kind of funny yeah. because you say oh this basement is really spooky and then you see this whole thing of ghosts down there going yeah we're kind of down we're basement ghosts yeah. And it's, it, I thought that was fucking hysterical. And, we, and they all know how to fix the boiler. Right. And they're nope. standing there saying, no, don't, no, no, don't turn that. Counterclockwise. Don't turn yep. that. Oh, what, what are you doing now? What are yeah. you doing now? And then I, I don't know if it's in the pilot or if it's in the later episode, at least in the UK one, they're like, the red lever, the red lever, because he's going to leave that on and blow up the whole house. Mm. <laughs> and then she hears him says the red lever and he's like oh oh yeah i got that you know <laughs> well okay that was really uh, funny it's just that the basement people are so funny <laughs> but i agree with you that i i think they try to and again not trying to be insensitive to any group of people i think they try to shoehorn almost every group of people into this show to say yeah. that they have representation of different groups of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, like the, like the black singer lady looks ah, like she's singer. like, like the 20 singer. Yeah. Okay. In this country, a lot of black singers like Josephine Baker went overseas because they were treated much better and much more equal than yes. our shitty country did 
mm-hmm. to black celebrity. So yeah. I, I, I am I am the only shred of of benefit of the doubt that I'm willing to give any of these characters, like the Native American character, who is weirdly in some type of stereotypical headdressy kind of thing. It, the whole thing is is really kind of racist. Like, I feel like why would you do that just to show somebody is Native yeah, cause, American? Because we wouldn't know that he was Native American if. You didn't do that. Well, I mean, he might be. They might be trying to be like he's one of the Native Americans that lived in this area where this property was, because that is essentially what they did in the UK one with the caveman. That is where he had set up his his home. That's where he lived on that and property. I, and I'm assuming that get, the yeah. right, but I'm going to assume that the American version will get into how these characters. <sighs> got to this house because now you have the conduit of okay so the premise of the show is this married couple (laughs) this married couple inherit a gigantic mansion and in the american version these this couple uh live in a a typical shoebox apartment in New York City so they think sprawling mansion okay we might be down with this especially if it's free and was inherited from a relative well they go to this house it's run down not as run down as patty would like but it is run down and so there are these ghosts that are inhabiting it and each one has their own distinct personality and blah 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 and time well, frame from when they died and time frame from when they died. There is a, there's a Nordic dude. Yeah, the Viking Nordic guy. Dude, a Viking guy. Yeah. The black singer lady. A, offensive a revolutionary. Native American. Yeah, the Revolutionary War guy. Right. Uh, you have the the former mistress of the house, oh, who yeah. is who is the direct ancestor to the woman. By the way. Mm-hmm. And one day, because one of the ghosts, they each have a sort of slight power. The one ghost knocks over a vase and they, they're self-congratulating, but nobody can pick up the vase. She trips over it, falls down the stairs is in, and is in a coma. When she wakes up, she can see the ghosts in the house. Yes. Now, I just want to, within the UK one, I feel how they made her fall. I feel it. it's... It's just got a better nuance for things because mm-hmm. that p- pantsless politician ghost, mm-hmm. he can move stuff. Well, he sees her hanging out of upstairs window and he manages to push her out the window to where she falls and then is in the, co- in the induced coma. And I think his action with it with her like his direct action with her that to me has more impact than oh he finally made that vase fall over and then she trips down the stairs but was he pushing her out of the house to get her out of the house yeah he was pushing her to scare her and because he they want her out of the house they want the both of them out of the house and they thought they had succeeded but the other ghosts are like why did you push her out the window what did you they were angry at him for that which gave more, just more drama to the, even though it's a sitcom, but it just right. made, it made it more interesting to me than, oh, now she tripped over the vase and fell. I am not saying anything about that. I, I think you yeah, will be right. for me, the two right. of them. Just... No, 
Yeah. And I think for people who have half a brain and, and you know, think about more nuanced television. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about the CBS audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess the CBS. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. It 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 has got to be some type of fucking camera filter that CBS employs. But all CBS shows feel the same. Like they all feel like they belong on CBS. And it doesn't matter if it's the Equalizer, NCIS, Ghosts, the Unicorn, all those shows, every single one of them look like they fit on CBS. So I think the dumbing it is completely dumbed down by the way people it it really is it is a lower lower common denominator type of show to be Mm -hmm. sure because for some reason people aren't intelligent enough to figure out nuance and i don't know why that is Um, but there was a charm to it because the husband to me was eventually supportive like he didn't want to be in the house because it was all run down and shit and he missed the city but he was on board and he loves his wife and the ghosts you know even though they jam-pack a lot into them they had a charm when they were intercutting these little like i can't even explain it these little montages those were funny to me enough to get me to watch episode like part two of the pilot. Mm-hmm. Would I keep watching this show? Probably not. It would probably kill a brain cell. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But eh, you can certainly do worse. Certainly. Oh, God, do yeah. Worse. Yeah. But, but it, eh, if you have HBO Max, watch the British version. True that. Watch and the I'm original. Gonna... Why? Why? You know, just watch the original. Well, it, and I and to Patty's point, and I always give her shit about international shows. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, you know, the world is full of amazing television. The world is not just our world. Yeah, yeah. Well, and BBC just. They have a, some really damn good shit. Really. Yes. Well, BBC, the, the the Korean like motion picture industry is very good. The Spanish motion picture industry is yeah. very good. Yeah. But you I'm know, just, you know, to me, when I'm thinking international shows, I really just don't see British shows as international. They just seem like American shows. They don't seem international to me. I don't know why. I, I because it's probably because I've been watching British shows since I was and in I was going to say high. that I was going to say that well you I've and I both the, have Doctor Who yeah all the U, UK stuff from late night PBS TV Dave right. Allen at large Benny Hill yeah exactly so that yeah. sense of humor is becoming oh yeah there is no way in hell <laughs> Benny Hill would ever air in, in today's oh, world oh that wasn't on PBS that was on like that was on channel 32, 32 or something yeah. Yeah, yeah it was UHF on WFLD. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. For those non-Chicago people Ooh. who have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, Benny. Oh, God, Benny. Oh, oh my God. The, se- <laughs> the rampant sexism in that show. Anyway. Rampant. Anyway, but anyway. I will but say yeah, this. just me. I don't feel like UK shows are international because that's just been my life since forever. 
I did and I didn't like the shoehorning in of different groups into this show because I feel like that on that level, it kind of panders. Uh, the ghosts? Yes. Oh, well, yes. the entire cast. So you have Asian oh, representation yeah. with the husband. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right, yeah. South yeah. Asian, not East Asian, but you have Asian representation. You have black representation. Theoretically, you have Native American representation. Mm. You obviously have white representation. Yeah. And within, and then uh, I, I, um, there are some times that I just wish things were more organic, people. Yeah. I and- really do. Because if you know American history, that that Josephine Baker type singer would be nowhere in the United States if she were that popular a singer. Well, but do we know that she was that popular? No, we don't because, you yeah. know, her ego would, would, would mm-hmm. suppose that. Yeah. But you're right. She could have just been, you know, trying to make do. And where is this supposed and to be? Upstate New York or it's something? It's upstate something? New York. And it could be okay. that somebody invited her to that house to perform. And then she somehow and then got something, off. Right. Yeah. She was off. Strange things were afoot. Gangsters or some shit. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know the history of the house because I didn't stay for the show long enough. I think for, for for a couple of episodes here and there, I'm okay, but I'm certainly not going to stick around with this. No, definitely not. And sidebar, so glad I dropped Why the Last Man, by the way. I would... Right? I, okay. I Okay. <sighs> so I think we might start something mm-hmm. to revisit a show, because I remember liking the premise of The Last Man. And I liked the first few episodes that I watched, and then I got another stuff, and I was going to get back to it. And then before I could get back to it, I heard it was canceled. And I was like, well, I'm not going back now. Yeah. And it's The Walking Dead without the zombies. Yeah, it is exactly It really that. is. It's mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. And you don't like the main characters of the show. Not really, no. You know, especially the children, the grown children characters, like the one last man that they keep talking about. Yeah, and then then his sister. Then his sister. They are both so fucking unlikable. Yeah. And and then there's some doctor lady, some biologist researcher person that they get to. I don't know how many episodes you get into, but a few episodes down the road, you get to her, and she's not particularly likable, and that weird. I don't know, black ops, cop. The agent lady. Agent. She isn't particularly likable either. Yeah, no. it's like, who on this show is likable? Nobody. Well, and you're and they're meant to give you seeds that are going to be answered later, like the one black ops lady meets another black ops lady, and yeah. they keep talking about, and there's similarities to their new assignments that just happen to start on the same day. And mm-hmm. we're just as covert. And then shit went down almost like somebody knew something. But yeah. I didn't care because no, I've seen no. The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And you can only trudge through a post-apocalyptic world so much before you just get tired of it. And then I heard that the shit got canceled. And it, you said it You said it right. There's no reason to go back. Yeah. None. I, I might watch mm-hmm. the last episode just to see where they land mm-hmm. if they land at all but i really don't care 
if I feel I care enough, I'll go find the graphic novels and read that. Yeah, or a synopsis of of such graphic novels, or find some cliff notes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I I just wanted to touch on that with Ghost because Ghost is okay for a couple of episodes, and then I think it just might be more of the same all the time. Yeah. You know, ghosts out of time interact with the wife. The husband always thinks it's weird. And then blah, blah, blah. So now let's get into the spooky part of the show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so, so when we when we talked about this, we were like, all right, let's do our let's do our Halloween show. Like shit to watch over the Halloween holiday. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm looking like at classic films. And... I always feel like we did that before. And then I was just like, well, are there any really new good ones that you don't have to hunt down? And so I started looking at what I've seen and how new they are or new to me. They are mm. that they're still able to be found streaming somewhere. Mm. And so that's where my list kind of came from. So what's your list? Well, uh, first, um, there's a, a Korean series. No way. Okay. Way, way. <laughs> and uh, it's on Vicky and it's called Zombie Detective. And it is so goofy. And, and it was a lot of fun. This guy wakes up as a zombie. And he can't remember anything. He's forgotten his whole past, his whole life. And you see him walking around like the forest trying to get something to eat. And he's so frustrated because he can't move any fa He feels he's moving faster, but he is not moving fast. And he trains himself to move like a human, move like he's alive and move faster. And he trains himself to talk because all he could do is... Uh, uh, uh. So he practices talking <laughs> and he runs on a treadmill and he just wants to be human again. And he meets up with this guy who's who's been murdered. He sees the murder of this one guy who's dying. Who And the guy who's dying hands him keys... And he goes into town, our zombie does, and he finds out that that guy who died was a detective, like a private detective. So he goes into the private eye's office and then all the wackiness, which seriously, it is wacky and it's goofy and silly and so funny. And there's like other de private detectives who live across, who are across the street and they're spying on them through their windows. And it's just so silly. It is so silly, but he solves all these big crimes and <sighs> it's really a lot of fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> and that's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm down with that. He's got the, the dead skin and he gets BB cream, like this fancy BB cream that, you see an ad and the guy in the ad obviously must be some really popular like K-pop star or something. And, you know, he uses all that BB cream to cover, make himself look more alive. Ah. So he's got, he's trying to earn money to buy more BB cream, but he has to have the BB cream to go out in the daylight. And oh my God, it's so goofy. <laughs> Is the Vicky app free? There is a free level, however, Zombie Detective is on that premium level you gotta pay for. Ah, uh, got it. Which right. 
uh, I think it's like, I think it's 10 or $15-ish for, me, for that level. I want to say it's 10 Maybe it's ten dollars. The the, the 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 lower level, like you have the free level, and then there's a step up, and the step up level is like five ninety nine. Okay. But and and you could totally survive with if you were into Korean dramas, the five ninety nine is totally perfectly doable. I just kept seeing titles of shows that I wanted to see that were on the next level up, like Zombie Detective sounded interesting. The um sell my haunted house show really sounded interesting too and yeah so i paid for it so i could watch those okay that's all the next what else you got um the next thing is i've got this creepy fucking disturbing as hell horror movie it's actually from uh 2013 and it's on netflix you can totally watch this right now on netflix it's called green inferno Mm-hmm. This is a cannibal horror movie, and it, it, you have college freshmen are activists. They go to the Amazon. They want to stop this petroleum company from clearing the rainforest, displacing native tribes, and blah blah blah. Shit goes down. They're in a plane trying to fly home. The plane blows up and crashes, and the survivors get taken by that tribe they were trying to save from the petroleum company, who are cannibals. And it's fucking disturbing. It's graphic and horrifically disturbing, almost to the point of uh, traumatizing, I would say, for me. I can't believe I sat through the whole thing because it's just so disturbing. So if you want something really fucking disturbing uh directed screen written by story by all of it produced by eli roth green and who is a who is good but a twisted fuck this is a twisted fuck person movie yes yeah yes but here's okay so my question is Mm -hmm. because the question is always were you entertained well, it's stuck with me for quite a long time now. I saw it. I can't remember how long ago it was that I saw it. Um, and it's just always there. But, always there. But if you're traumatized by it, should people watch it? There are some people who like that kind of shit. Oh, so that's why I'm mentioning. If you're into that Eli Roth kind of twisted fuck type of movie, this would be up your alley and it's on Netflix. All right. This was up Dwight's alley, strangely enough. And oh that's the God. only reason why it was on my <laughs> television. Because <laughs> I would not have sat through that whole thing. <laughs> All right. So what's next? The uh, next one is, it's actually a Korean movie called The Wailing. And it takes place in this small uh, village in the mountains of Korea. Uh, and this. I'm wailing. Sounds like you're yawning because you're bored with my movie. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. Your whale is is more like a yawn. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it <laughs> takes place in this small village in the mountains of Korea of South Korea. There's this weird infection that makes these villi- the villagers become completely deranged, and they violently kill their family. Like one villager will go n- nuts and kill the whole family, everybody in their house. Kind of sounds really like creepy. mom. Kind of sounds like mom and dad. 
Well, this is n- n- not, it's not necessarily the parents killing the children. It sometimes there's a child killing the whole, all the adults. It's very weird. And these two police officers are investigating and they start to decide that this is, might have something to do with that weird Japanese guy that lives up in the mountain. So they go and investigate him and they find that he's like this creepy, weird, sinister guy. And they, he's got this room of, of like, almost like evidence that he's the one who's doing this shit to people. Well, the one officer's daughter gets this sickness. Uh, Grandma believes that she's possessed. So grandma calls in a shaman who's trying to exercise the demon that's possessed the daughter. And all hell breaks loose. And we start getting these hints and clues that things aren't what they seem. And the bad guys may not be the bad guys and the good guys may not be the good guys and it's it is really creepy as hell it is really creepy fucking movie and i really liked it this one i really liked this is i believe this is also on netflix yeah and this is also one that i found on netflix it was really it's good. called the wailing it is called the wailing and it is a little bit older um it's from 2016 but it's really good. It's really good. And I I think it's subtitled only. I think. I could be wrong. Pretty sure it's subtitled only. Okay. Another one on Netflix, also Korean. Go figure. This is called The Eighth Night. And it is newer. It's from 2021. It's from this year. So hmm. about two and a half millennium ago, this monster roamed free. And had planned to create eternal suffering. The Buddha was unable to kill it, but he ultimately stopped this monster by ripping out its eyes. One was black and one was red. The red eye, however, was not captured without a fight. It followed seven stepping stones, which are like humans, and used a bridge to reach humanity. And... The Buddha was able to finally stop the red eye, took the two eyes and put them in a different caskets. One's in the far west, one's in the far east to keep them from ever getting together to bring this monster back to life. Present day, there's always somebody who vows that they're going to reawaken this monster, you know. As you do. As you do. Prove this myth is true. Well, he succeeds as you do because the movie has to exist somehow. And that's when this banished monk... And former exorcist is brought back to fulfill his destiny to stop the eyes from coming together. And he has eight nights to stop the apocalypse. So this one red eye, it what the stepping stones of people, it means he possesses different people to move around to get to his final person who's going to bring him a life to create havoc and cause the apocalypse to happen or whatever. It's really good and creepy. It's a good creepy one. And it's where again? This one's on Netflix as well. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll end with this one. It is called Blood Red Sky, also on Netflix. This one is like a German-British joint kind of created movie where this woman and her son are flying to New York because mom's Uh, Not well, and there's supposedly a doctor there who's going to help her get cured. But then the plane gets hijacked. 
shit goes bad and we find out mom doesn't have leukemia blood disorder. She's got a different kind of blood affliction. Oh. Yeah. And the hijackers weren't planning on that to happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. That sounds intriguing. It is. It's really good. It's good, creepy, and you're like, oh, what? And yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't want to say too much because you got you just gotta see it and see what happens because oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there's some new ones some new ones that you, you probably haven't seen that you could watch and, yeah and get some interesting scares or just be completely traumatized by well, nothing is going to traumatize <laughs> me like the fucking platform traumatized me. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I would say Green Inferno is close to the platform level of trauma. It's uh, close. But, it, you know, it's the Eli Roth type of trauma. Which Well, absolutely viscerally violent. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, and I'll get into this in my list in a second... Although if you know me and understand me, you probably know what my list is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sometimes you just don't need that level of gruesome. No. Def- no, you don't. To you convey don't. horror. Mm-hmm. Or to be scared. Now, on my list, I didn't put movies like Psycho. But Psycho is the perfect example of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Session 9 is another one. There's no gruesome gore in session nine it is just psychological fuck with your head type of stuff yeah which is even why the original, I, I love that one even the original halloween has so little blood in it mm, yeah very little but it is all jump scares and and stuff like that well anyway my list is nowhere near as international as yours because <laughs> i am I, I you know and i fully admit this i am i am a very americanized lowest common denominator type of guy but growing up there were a lot of movies that i watched and i don't know why i gravitated toward horror because and i think it was because i was scared of it hmm. i think i actually ended up liking horror movies because i was afraid of them and i wanted to get rid of that fear same reason mm-hmm. i took dive training I oh, did it because I, I took it because I'm I was definitely afraid of drowning mm. and swimming in the deep end of the pool. Well, you have no choice but to swim in the deep end of the pool if you take dive training. So yeah, I did that. True. All right. So my list is very typical. <laughs> and I, and I'm just going to say that but these are classics. And and sometimes around Halloween, especially if you are at a party or you're with friends and you're getting a little high or you're getting a little toasted, you know, <laughs> you don't necessarily want to pay attention to what you're watching, but you like it on because you can go, Oh yeah, I remember that. So the original fright night. Oh, I love that one. The, the original fright night from 1985 starring William Ragsdale and yes. Chris Sarandon, you yes. know, just a oh, classic I movie. I love that movie. That is one of my favorite horror it, movies. It, and it is one of mine, too. It is It is not only funny, but it is also scary. Yeah. And, and for its time, hip. 
it it's just it it is just very well done. The sequel is not very well done, hmm. but was passable in its day. But but the original 1985 Fright Night, the original Omen trilogy from 1976, 1978, and 1981 was one of those things that was not necessarily graphic, but it was spooky as shit. I remember watching that as a kid, and it fucking freaked me out. Yeah. It, and it and it does freak you out because it's and, biblical. And I'd never go I never wanted to go back and watch it ever again. Ooh. And 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 I have I am always a sucker for the middle movie. Empire Strikes Back, Superman 2, Star Trek Into Darkness. I am always a sucker for that middle movie. And to me, Damien Omen 2 is kind of my favorite. Mm. One, a lot of it takes place in Chicago. Oh, so yeah. there's that plus. But also that's the movie where teenage Damien figures out who he is and what his destiny is and he's fighting it, but at the same time discovering it. And and anyway, I am sure that a lot of the people who listen to this podcast aren't going to know who the stars of these movies are. But back in the day, Lee Remick, Gregory Peck, Patrick Trotton was actually. Oh, really? A- a priest in the original Omen. David Warner was in this. And then when you get to the part three, Sam Neill from uh, Jurassic Park. He played Damien. He played adult Damien. Oh, I know that. Although I don't know that I've seen two or three because one was more than enough for me at that time. They're fucked up. But anyway. Yeah. The next movie on my list is the original 1978 Halloween. And I and I and I now lump that in again. Take a listen to our deep dive episode last episode. But the Halloween from 2018 and then Halloween Kills from 2021. Those movies are in succession now because this timeline eradicates what happened in after Halloween 2. Like Halloween 2 doesn't exist anymore. Halloween 3, 4, all that shit. But the original Halloween set the tone for what horror movies are. Modern horror movies owe everything to Halloween. And another movie on my list is the original Friday the 13th. Ah, yes. Those are all fun movies. And and all the Halloweens are fun movies. I enjoyed every single stinking one of them. Halloween 4, Halloween 5, all that shit. On our website from last week's episode, your Halloween deep dive, I did put a how to watch the Halloween franchise in chronological order. I did see that. So thank you. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, but if you're if you're interested in seeing why Friday the 13th was as bloody as it was. Oh, yeah. You know, and and why subsequent Halloween movies after that got bloody. Go back and watch the original Halloween. It's an education. It is actually a great American film. That and you can watch the movies that made us, where it talks about making Halloween. Yes, Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. And Nightmare on Elm Street, all movies that made my list. And they and all you're exactly that right. is a great show. Yes, uh, yeah, movies that made us definitely watch that if you love movies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Saw. The first Ooh, Saw movie. That was a really good creepy one. Oh my that God, was, was really it creepy. Good. And if you have surround sound, 
listen to it with surround sound because it makes good use of sound. (laughs) The twist, which is now an old (sighs) twist, but the twist at the end fucked with me so hard. But it was good. The subsequent Saw movies are whatever, but the first Saw was great. Yeah. The Ring. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the sequel. Mm, Rings. But the first ring was just moody and spooky. And you didn't see Samara the entire time. You know, you saw her here and there. But one of the promo items that I got when I worked at Lowe Cineplex back in the day, we got a videotape. Oh. And the videotape was the thing that they're watching. Oh, creepy, creepy. And that's all that it was. It wasn't like (laughs) coming soon, the ring and, you know, with the credit block or anything. You put this fucker in your your machine and all it did was play the ring video. Oh, Oh, that was creepy. It was one of the best promo items I have ever gotten because that actually took a lot of thought. So after the ring, Young Frankenstein. Oh, that's a good one. And I and I saw it. It's 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 on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you you can just watch this. I have I have always loved Young Frankenstein. I think it's actually one of Mel Brooks's best movies. It is. I really like it. And it's shot completely in black and white, and and stars so many hilarious dead people that it's it's amazing mm-hmm. you know the late gene wilder uh, madeline Kahn, oh, yes. um just uh, peter boyle just and it's and it's a shame that all of that talent is is now no longer with us but back in 1974 they made a kick-ass movie they called did. young frankenstein yeah. That's actually Frankenstein if you've seen Frankenstein. it. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> if you if you are looking for some old school comedy, watch that. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Totally. Even though one of my friends would say, "Oh, that movie is so blurry. It's so old." Well, <laughs> shout out to Colleen. Anyway, um the original Universal Monster movies. Oh, Dracula, yeah. The Wolfman, yeah. Frankenstein. Watch those. Uh, they are just classics, and I think and they're on. They're on somewhere. I saw them all. Is it the Peacock? That's where you can watch those. It might be. It I it might be. Um, the original Universal monster movies, A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, yes. is is always one of my favorites. Indeed. Because that movie scared the fuck out of me, and I watched it on VHS over at my, over at my friend Bobby's house. <laughs> I was showed just that to me. So into the Freddy movies, I was. So oh my them. god, the Freddy movies were amazing, and and the and the shit of it is, the first two movies, Freddy is actually a very serious character. Yes, yes, he is. He he is not the quick with a quip. Before I kill you, Freddy. I don't know if he even did. He, I don't think he spoke a whole lot in those first two, either. Actually, in the first, well, he he spoke enough. He spoke, but not a lot, like he does in the later ones. But in the first movie, he's actually referred to as Fred Krueger. Oh yes, that's right. It's only in the second one that they refer to him as Freddy. Mm-hmm. But he's serious as shit. 
Yeah. It's only in the third movie that, you know, he's he's a funnier guy. Yeah. You know, you like watching him because he's funny and you want to see inventive kills. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, then there's The Exorcist. Oh, man. Yeah. If you want to have the shit scared out of you, watch The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. Wow. And for Linda Blair to be as young as she was when she did that role. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just amazingly. An amazing actress. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, she actually did a movie, a spoof movie in the 80s called Repossessed. Yes. Yes, she did. It was a comedy movie and she gets repossessed. And it's just, <laughs> it, that's hysterical. But anyhow, uh, then the last movies that I have, Alien and Aliens. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Now, the more horror movie is Alien. But the kick-ass funner movie is Aliens. Mm-hmm. And if you and movies that made us did a special on aliens. Yes, they did. It, it just two amazing movies about the same universe done in two different ways. One's a horror movie and one's an action picture. Mm-hmm. Such good movie making. Yeah. But anyway, check out the movies on my list. They are available in different places. Everything from AMC. Uh, or like you said, AMC Plus or whatever the fuck it is, Hulu Premium Subscription, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, the whole bit. Renting it on Amazon. Renting it. You will not go wrong with any Patty's things, my things, or finding things on your own, which leads me to what are you watching for Halloween? Yeah. Let let us know. Engage with us on the social medias, at symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. What are you watching this Halloween? What's your Halloween go-to? I would love to know. Because I will always sit down and watch some new shit. Yeah, I'm always open to finding new, actually scary horror movies. Yeah, and then I got to watch something light and fluffy. And I find that I have to watch horror movies like in the middle of the afternoon now. (laughs) Well, some of these horror movies just aren't that scary, which is why, you know. I went well, for the Green Inferno, which is just traumatizing because, damn. Yeah. Wow. Well, but after you watch a certain genre of movie, it doesn't matter the movie genre, you get tired of it. You see the tropes in it. You know, oh, you can yeah, predict yeah. what happens. So yeah. therefore, it deadens whatever effect is going to happen. Yeah. You know, generally speaking, bad shit happens at night in horror movies. Oh, yeah. You know, bad shit happens when people break up a search party, you know, mm-hmm. just typical shit. And bad stuff happens when teenagers have sex. Oh, mega, mega bad things happen when people start to fornicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but any hoosie, <laughs> that's all I got this week. Although... I do have to say rest in peace to our friend Peter Scolari. Oh, yeah, I know. That and we sad. just talked about him not yeah. too terribly long ago. No, it does. Yeah. Oh. So for those of you who, who do not know who Peter Scolari is, there was a show that ran in 1982 called Bosom Buddies. And it starred a very young up-and-coming Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And he and Peter Scolari, not that this show would ever be made nowadays for various reasons they played two guys who were looking for a cheap place to live and they found a woman's hotel and so they kept dressing as women 
so that they could actually live in this hotel. And it was charming at the time. And I always thought Peter Scolari was going to be the guy that made it. But Tom Hanks was yeah. the one who became Tom Hanks. Yeah. But Peter Scolari had an amazing career. He was on New Heart. He actually had a role on Girls for which he won an Emmy. Um, he had a, a little cameo in the movie That Thing You Do, directed by Tom Hanks. He has had a blessed career, and we just lost him to cancer. And mm -hmm. so if you get a chance, go back and find something with Peter Scolari. It's kind of it's worth it. Yeah, and, it totally yeah. is. Yeah. He's a great guy. So, so what are we going to watch next week? I have no idea. More Korean shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. You need to watch more Korean shows, dude. It's not you that I need to, to watch see. more Korean shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that... <laughs> You only watch Korean shows. I, I do. I only watch Korean shows. Uh, Although we're still watching that La Brea because Dwight's into La Brea. Why the fuck are you still watching La Brea? Dwight, because Dwight likes it. Oh, my God. I can tell you how this shit is going to end. I it's know. Gonna it's going to get canceled and it will have no real ending. And it's, Well, but the season one is going to end on a cliffhanger. Where some some shit is going to blow up. They're going to try to get back to the real world and something strange is going to happen. They're going to figure out the reason why. Meanwhile, the people up top in L.A. world, they're trying to figure out what the hell this big gaping hole to nowhere is. And then the, the typical ragtag fugitive fleet down down in La Brea world are all trying to figure out how to survive together. And the conflict ensues. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Dwight likes it, so I, I'll watch like it with him. Just with him. I give the same it. reason why I watch those Gold Rush shows is because he likes it, and I monopolize the TV enough that I let him watch some of it. I give La Brea one season tops. Oh yeah, it's going to be canceled after this season because it's just one terrible. season tops. It's terrible. Yeah. But I let it. I'm allowing it because he likes it and you know. Yeah. <sighs> All right, everybody. Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate that. Make sure you log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Like I said, let us know what you're watching for Halloween and catch up on all of your back episodes. Engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure you throw us a nice little five star review on Apple Podcasts too. We'd yes, appreciate that. Please do so. Oh, we got to watch more crap. Yep. Oh, man. Dune. Part one. Mm. Well, at least it was quick. A quick yeah. two and a half hours. A quick but... two and a half hours. Yeah. All right. Everybody, you guys take care. Hey, and don't forget, if you're eligible, go get a booster shot. Yes. That's a fun way to spend 15 minutes out of your day. Go yeah. ahead. Do it. Do it. Science says so. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you guys take care, and we will catch you next time. Okay, okay bye. bye.